Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life of Lips. Let's go. Don't let this moment's past you. Grab your pet in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live your life of list. Don't let this moment's past you. Grab your pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of bliss. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 yo. Thank you so much for hitting that play button and chiming into another episode of Life of List. I really want that to catch on. You know the way that like you see somebody like that plays a, a popular character and they're like, run for us. Like I'm, I'm sure Tom Hanks gets that all the time, right? Run for us. I want people to look at me and they'd be like, life of bliss. Like, that would be really cool. That's a dream of mine. If you want to make my dreams come true and you see me out in the streets, go ahead and do that. You're going to, you're really going to make my day. I promise you will. Um, shout out to Possibilities. Shout out to Paradigm Shift. My guy Santiago. Um, Jazz on the ones and twos here in spirit. I really appreciate you all chiming in. You know, I really want to shout out, uh, when I say yo, 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 it reminds me of, and I know I did this halfway through our journey. This is our last podcast that we'll record for a while. You've made it through hundreds of minutes with Derek Sire. In fact, if you have heard this podcast and you have not read the book, I hope that when you go back and read the book, that you hear my voice in your head. Like, I want you to hear all the inflections, all the really cool stuff. But one of the reasons I say yo, 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 is in homage to my guy, Martin Lawrence, who also had a radio show. And for all of you that know, I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. What's up? What's up? What? So I had to have me an intro like Martin Lawrence. So I'll say yo, 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 which is my intro. Um, I want to dive in to episode... 30 today. It's called Leftover Pizza. And this one, I actually cried. I'm a crier. You all know, I talk about how sensitive I am on this podcast all the time. Cried right in this chapter because it was such a sensitive moment to me. You know, I can't dive in without going back. So let me paint the picture for you. My daughter goes to a fine art school here in Oklahoma City. And um, she is really active. And she's in choirs, and she does vocal music, and she does musical theater, and she's in plays. And uh, when you are a major at this school, one of the things you have to do is take a dance class. And she had already been struggling because uh, many of you know that my daughter... Uh, had scoliosis and currently now she has two titanium rods that go down the the spine of her back and for every other year twice a year um for i want to say about 10 years 10 11 years she had to go in and have surgery uh and they would extend those rods and it would help her back straighten out and she would stand up and so there's some things that are associated with having scoliosis and going through these procedures that are very sensitive to her she's such a big girl. She's such a young lady. She's becoming um, a woman overnight. Like when I look at her, I see her mom. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's happening. Um, but during this particular time, she uh, had to take this dance class. Now, keep in mind, she's not a dancer. She will, she loves to dance, um, but she could not participate fully in this dance class uh, because of the movements that they had, she had to do, they were requiring her to do. And so she had to do other things instead of those moves in order to get the grade in the class. And 
being a part of the class, regardless of whether you're doing the moves or not, you had to dress a certain way. You had to dress a certain way. And she is um, a very uh, shapely young lady. And um, she would wear these clothes that are, are tight fitting. And so one of daddy's rules was you don't come outside dressed a certain way. And she'd be like, okay, daddy, okay, okay, okay. And so before you, if, when I pick you up from after school, then you put sweatpants on, no tights, no spaghetti strap shirts, you put the sweater on. Like, I'm just going down the, going down the. And so one day I pick her up from school and she's coming around the building. She's coming around the building. And all I can see is spaghetti strap shirt and tights. And I can feel the anger just boiling up in my spirit, in my heart, in my soul, like, and she gets in the car and she's such a bubbly young lady. And she's like, hi, daddy. And she has this very light, airy voice. And she got to dance that day. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. She got to dance that day and she never gets to dance. And she's talking about the moves she could do. And they created new moves for her. And I'm really just trying to get to a point to where I could scold her. And I didn't pay attention to anything that she said. She stopped talking and she said, so what do you think? And I said, you have on tights. Don't you ever come out of the building and I'm just go in and I'm driving and I'm not even looking at her. Like I'm just going, I'm going hard in the paint. And I stop talking and I look over and tears are just streaming down her face. And I'm like, what do you have to say for yourself? And she's like, a fire alarm went off and they made everyone leave the building. And I came straight to the car. And, and I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Because somebody who I said that I love so much, I didn't give the benefit of the doubt. I didn't ask any questions. I didn't extend any compassion or empathy. I'm literally, I just leaned into her. And it completely ruined her day. The first day that she got to dance in class was ruined because of my ego and me being a lack of understanding and insensitive and unaware and the inability to read a room and see how excited she was. And I think that happens often when we deal with people. We don't take a breath. We don't take a pause out of our righteous indignation, out of our desire to be right and scold people. We just don't pause and we don't engage one another out of compassion or empathy or understanding. We don't provide any room for nuance. We just, this is right and this is wrong and you're doing it. And we engage with each other. We engage each other and interact with each other in this not insensitive, just shallow way. And I'm so glad that she granted me another opportunity to stop and start over and ask her about her day because that could have been a pivotal point in our relationship. I'm sure it's something she still thinks about to this day. And I couldn't think of anything else to do to make it better than to stop and get ice cream on the way home and warm up leftover pizza when we got there. That's the only thing. So over ice cream and leftover pizza... She told me about her day and how she was so excited to wear the clothes because wearing the clothes means she's got to do the dance and she did the dance and she didn't have to sit out like 
uh, while everybody else did the thing. Like she was so excited. And what I've decided from that moment, from that moment is that I would look with so much more compassion and empathy, with so much more nuance through the lens of love at the people, not only that I care about, but the people that I aim to say that I love and I care about through that lens. Because when I look through that lens, I get to see much, so much more than what people wear and, and how they present themselves. Like there's so much depth to the human experience. And I don't know that we provide space for that. So if no one, if you've been dealt with in that way, if you've had some people who didn't even know you just come at you a certain way. If you if you have people that engage with you and treated you a certain way based on their own perspective and their own biases, if you've had someone that engaged you that way, that encountered you that way, that tried to connect with you in that way, and you have not found any reconciliation, it's not my job to, to facilitate that, that experience. It's not my job. But I do want to say that somebody sees you. And that somebody loves you. And then I hope that you have people in your life that will operate in that nuance and that will look past, not ignore what you present, but they will know that you're more than how you present. We can use our clothes and our hair and makeup, and those are all ways to accentuate and highlight. They can, they can be used as um, objects of expression or modes of expressing, but who we are is in our core. And I hope that people see that about you as well as who you are on the outside, but probably even more. You are bright. You are invaluable. Your human experience is, is worth taking up space here in the earth, that your words matter, that I don't want you to shrink. I want you to stand up and be bold. I want you to, to move and operate on what you believe in. And hopefully, eventually, Maybe it won't happen, but I'm holding out hope that you'll be able to connect and reconcile and share who you are one day, maybe over leftover pizza. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios. Signing off until next time. Don't let that small moments pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down. Live you a life of list.